get it because it's Halloween. Uh, oh, yeah. Gotcha. You reminded me there of the third boss battle in uh, Mario Rabbids where he's singing to you the whole time. You sounded just like oh, that. Oh, you know what? That boss battle, I actually, I the whole time I was playing, I was like, God, I wish I was playing this with music. But I was playing it in a break room and I didn't have headphones. And I was oh, like, it was really funny. It yeah, was really funny. I yeah. didn't actually hear what he was singing in opera style. Well, you should go back and play the whole game again and up up till that point. Don't just do that one nope, part. Probably won't ever do that again. It was a great game, point. but it's like it's not one of those that I feel the need to come back to. Yeah. Welcome back to Split Screen Gaming Podcast, the occasionally weekly podcast where we talk about gaming in split ears. If you're listening to this in stereo, but it's recorded <laughs> in mono, but I separate the channels left and right afterwards, so it still works. What's up, everybody? Background details people really care about. I know, right? It's going to be a spooky week here today. We're going to talk about Amnesia, our game of the month. <laughs> if we're, that's a trend we'll continue. We'll talk about that after this. Uh, we're going to talk about our Super Mario Odyssey impressions. We've got yes. a bunch of stuff about Paris Games Week coming up that mm-hmm. will be tomorrow, our time. We're recording this on Sunday night, so this will be actually about oh, 12 yeah. hours from now. This will start mm-hmm. uh, 14 hours. Uh, and we're going to talk about our favorite spooky games. Nassim Pedrad. Sorry, I just feel like I had I was doing that accent, and it's not an accent, it's a dialect. I don't know. I don't know. I, I know what you mean, though. Jay Farrow. <laughs> what are our names? I'm Chad Michael Innes. Oh, the uh, SNL voice. Holden Departo. <laughs> <laughs> We should do that. We should have an SNL intro. Old and Chad Michael Innes. Thank you yes, guys I never, for joining on that journey. I never watch SNL regularly. So everyone's like, oh, um, that uh, that actress is in that skit, and that actress is in this, this skit. I'm like, how do you know their names? Then I watched a full episode. I'm like, oh my god, if you watch this every <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah, if you don't just watch clips, you get to see everyone's name. Bobby Moynihan. <laughs> it's a shame that guy's dead. We both so, just drank water out of red cups at the same exact time. We did. Not yeah. on purpose. All right. So I wanted to start with Amnesia. Let's just get that out of the way. Did you want to talk about Amnesia? <laughs> did you, Holden? Uh, oh, like, so we spoiler both alert. Played, we amnesia. both played very little this game. Yeah. Amnesia was a PlayStation Plus free game. And the Amnesia Collection came with three games. We heard great things. If you look at reviews, it's got like 8.8 on IGN and 8.5 on GameSpot. Praised. Super great story. So we're like, hey. It's a spooky month. Those are spooky games. Mm-hmm. Let's make that our game of the month, and everyone has it free if they have PlayStation Plus. Holden, how, how much of that game did you play? About the same as you, about an hour. Yeah, about an hour. <laughs> uh, tell me about your experience with it. Honestly, it was pretty boring. I really didn't enjoy the hour that I played. Maybe it shouldn't get into it long enough, but it was literally like I'm walking around this house with no idea of what to do. I can open doors really awkwardly, <laughs> and I'm like, this is dumb, and I just stopped playing it. Here's where my problem started. My problem started with, at the very opening, it tells you, this is not a game you try to win. Yes. Take your time. Don't fight enemies. the environment. Like, don't even fight the yeah. enemies. Do not fight enemies. Try to yeah. hide from them. You are very fragile. They, t- they tell you that. You're very fragile. Like, have you ever played the game Outlast? No, but I wanted to. I don't do well with games where I don't have a way to fight back. Mm-hmm. I like you like get Resident, Resident Evil. I like scary games, but I like scary games as I have a gun in, 
which is why Resident <laughs> Evil scared, 7 scared the shit on me in VR, but I had a gun, and I knew I could fight back. But Chad Outlast, personally owns 15 guns because he gets very... I know, do. He's <laughs> no. very scared. Oh, man. That's a topic for a different day. But this game, I read that, and I was like, oh, shit. Nope, this is going to be too spooky for me because I tried playing Outlast a long time ago, and like a friend and I were trading off the controller while we were playing it. And we we would like five minutes, and then I'd be like, "All right, it's your turn." And he'd be like, "Oh damn it, okay." And then he'd take the controller, and then he'd be like, five minutes later, "All right, it's your turn." I was like, "No, I don't want to play again. <laughs> That's too scary." So I was already put off by that, that it was going to be like, I don't have a fucking way to get around this, and I'm scared of shit. But then I start playing this game, and it came out in 2010 on PC, mm-hmm. but it feels like mechanics wise. And even visuals-wise, that it came out in, like, 2000. Or you know what That's, it reminds me of? It reminds me of... 2000, ever, but I know like, what you mean. Like a computer game way back when, like, The Seventh Guest, like in 1995, played it on Windows 95. That, like, these little adventure games that you go through. So it didn't... It played weird. You mentioned awkwardly opening doors. Like, to open a door, yeah. you hold a button, and then you move the control stick left or up and down to open it or yeah, close like, it. Yeah, like, the idea is, like, you can subtly open up so you can kind of peek in the room a little bit, but I ended up always jerking it way open and yeah. not really understanding what I was doing. It just, it felt kind of clunky and clumsy to me. Yep. Maybe, and the fact and that here's you have the thing to... is, this is also a game, when it was reviewed, it was reviewed on PC. Maybe these controls right. just work a lot better on PC. With a mouse and keyboard. Exactly. Where, like, everything's awkward because I'm using fucking WASD keys, so it doesn't even matter. Mm-hmm. But... That, the fact that you are everywhere you go to use a key, you have to equip the key, have it float out in front of you, and then touch the door to unlock it, and then you have to do the awkward door opening thing. Like nowadays you would play a game where, oh, I have the key in my inventory, I'll just tap X next to the door, and it will automatically realize I have the key and unlock it for me. So that that put it back a decade in my mind. I was like, well, I don't want to have to do this for eight hours. And then... You fucking have this lantern that you're walking around with. If you don't have any light whatsoever, mm-hmm. then suddenly you start you to go crazy. Start to go insane. Yeah. And if you yeah. don't have light for I don't know, what was it like? I think it was like 15 seconds and all of a sudden I imagined like the roof falling in on me and I died. <laughs> so, you have to have some source of light the entire time. And my lantern, they only give you a little bit of oil, and I found all the oil I could, found the wine cellar key, go down into the cellar and then I get lost down there. I'm like, "All right, I think I've been everywhere. I have no idea what the fuck to do. Run out of oil." And I'm like, "Well, to go anywhere with light back up the stairs i would go insane before i could reach it i guess i'm done playing this game yeah i kept i felt kind of same way but also the stories were kind of lost me as well where i'm like oh it has a really good story i'm really curious about that yada 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 and i go in i realize oh man the whole story is told through very long diary entries oh i know yeah i couldn't even no i couldn't pay thanks. attention even the ones that are, like, read to you out loud, I was like, I can't fucking sit here and listen to this and wait for this. The text is also so small I could barely read it. I'm just like, I'm not doing this for, for eight hours. There's just no way. Yeah, it reminded me of when I was a kid playing games on a computer, like, back in 1997. Yeah. And it, that's not a good thing. It's not like a nostalgia reminded me. It was like, a this is a pain in the ass. So that's a review of Amnesia. <laughs> Based on a, we can't call it a review because no. it's played an hour. It's our impression. We spent an hour with it, and it's like, I'm not going to start over and conserve my oil, and I'm not going to look up a walkthrough of this game that I'm really not into. So Yeah. 
Exactly. I spent right much in, more time this week playing a much better game. Yeah, write into us. Let us know what your thoughts were on Amnesia, because obviously this whole thing was intended. You play along with us, and then we all talk about it together. So, Fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Amnesia. Done. Let's talk about something better. I played yeah. and beat before... I want to do this before we get to South, or to Super Mario. Oh, I finally wait. I beat South Park. Uh, it took me about eight, 17 and a half hours. I hear the it's game, very difficult, and it's a really trying experience to get to the end. And actually, at the end of it, did get pretty difficult. Oh, really? Like, one of my biggest criticisms that I mentioned last week was, it's actually super easy, but then at the end of the game, the last, like, four chapters, or four last four missions, I was like dang, I actually have to think and put strategy into this and I have to use items for the first time. Like, there are so many, like, antidote items and healing items that I never used the entire game until those last few battles. Um, I know you beat it because you texted me. I gotta find this text. It's hilarious. Here he goes. He goes, in the last two hours of South Park, I have killed a mini-boss who is Jared from Subway who fucks kids in the head with a Subway sandwich <laughs> as his one-hit KO, killed a giant mythical beast uh, that all the police officers feed black prisoners to, and killed it by uh, feeding it white cops, which it hates. <laughs> that just sounds ridiculous. Yep. It sounds absolutely insane. But totally South Park. And I took a selfie with Jesus and became a Scientologist, so. <laughs> yeah, that game is freaking hysterical as hell. It is It is a little long. One thing I wish I, I could go back and do is make it 10 hours, like South Park Stick of Truth. So did it start to kind of, like, was it the gameplay or was it the, the comedy kind of started to wear out or what was it that well there's a little bit long? a little bit of like a couple of the mechanics got tired okay like you unlock you just weren't adding anything classes. to it yeah i mean yeah you, you get up to a certain level of might in the game and suddenly either everything's really really easy for a long time and then you get to the last four chapters and it was like wow suddenly there's a difficulty curve or mm -hmm. like you're you found a team that works well for you and you stick with those people, and then you do those same moves over and over, fighting the same types of enemies. And you're like, well, this is, this was deep and fun for a while, but after doing it for 18 hours, I'm like, okay, I'm ready to see the end of this game. And it also, can like, you, quote, by the way, unquote, can, you, can you really call it deep if it only lasted 18 hours and started to wear thin by the end of the 18 hours? No, the, the combat mechanics. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Can, can yeah. you really call those deep? You're deep. I'm very deep. Deep as a butthole. Oh, I don't know what that means. <laughs> I have what no is that? That What either. is that, like eight inches? How deep is a butthole? I, I'm, not the, I'm the wrong person to ask. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know I had a butthole. Um, <laughs> but I enjoyed it a lot. Sick of Truth was a tighter experience, which I think makes it better. Mm -hmm. But uh, absolutely should go play it if you enjoy South Park. Or comedy. Or if you're just... A cool person. Well, I'm not cool. I'm not gonna play like it. Water. And water's great. I also tried fighting Morgan Freeman, who's an optional boss in the game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he he won't fight you if you're a black character. So I had to go change my race with PC Principal and tell him I'm actually like Pacific Islander. And then I had to go back and fight Morgan Freeman. But he, even after I beat the game, and as powerful as my characters were, he killed me in one hit every single time. Wow, holy shit. Yeah, Morgan Freeman's tough, man. I mean, he's God. Yeah. In every movie he's ever been in. And then I played Destiny 2 a little bit more last night, so that was good. And then uh, Super Mario Odyssey came out this week. Yeah, it did. It was very exciting. Okey so I've played an absolute shit ton of it. 
I'm very, very. How many far. moons you got? How many moons you got? It's like four hundred and sixty something. Is that real? That's real. Yeah. Oh my I god! Have I have sixty three. <laughs> <laughs> I have a ton of. I beat. So I've beaten the game at this point. Like I've done. You have okay. Yeah, I've gotten to the end of the game, and there's an unbelievable amount of post game stuff. Yeah. It's actually going to say that most of the game is post game. Eight hundred and eighty moons, man. There's more than that. Nope. There's nine hundred and ninety nine. Nope. That sounds wrong. All right. Well, the video I should I know. I have sixty three of them. <laughs> well, once you get to a certain point in the game, you can just start buying moons. You can buy a moon in every single world. No, like buy them ten at a time, and you can keep doing it over and over and over again. See, okay, Super Mario Odyssey, having a great time. Super awesome game. There's some weird things about the controls that I got over. But these fucking amiibo letting you, giving you just instant invincibility or you tap on it and the amiibos go find moons for you. You don't have to do shit. Or you can start buying moons 10 at a time. That's fucking cheating. That's fucking so, paying to skip the game. No, 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 no. So, so... To be clear about, yeah, to skip portions of the game, yeah. So, like, right now, how spoilerly do we want to get this? I'm assuming just impressions, not too much. Just impressions, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it just came out two days ago. You have to obviously get a certain amount of moons um, to power up the Odyssey so you can move between kingdoms. Right. I don't think this is necessarily a spoiler because most Mario games have some sort of post-game place you couldn't go to before. And... Without saying what it is, it takes like 250 moons on top of what you already have at the end Okay. to get there. So if you just kind of want to get there quickly, it kind of helps with that. But by buying the moons, it doesn't take away the moons that are out in the world for you to find. It's just on what? top of. Yeah. So I think I think the idea is that 90, 999 is the absolute max but that's if you're kind of replaying the levels and getting a lot of coins. So it's more about just collecting coins. So how coins many findable moons are there then? 750? It's like 883. It's, it it's a lot. It doesn't make sense. What do you mean it doesn't make sense? If you can buy 250 moons, but those don't take away from the ones that you find. Oh, no, you didn't say you can buy to all 250. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. You can kind of just supplement. I don't know what the max in terms of buying is, but... You can buy a ton. Like, I remember I was kind of like, oh, I wonder what happens if I buy 10. So I bought 10, and then it said, do you want to buy 10 more? And I'm like, really? No, I don't want to buy 10 more. Like, I'm good. Oh, that's kind of dumb. That's kind of dumb. Fucking find your own way there. <laughs> find the secret moons. Work your way. Say, man, you fucking rich piece of shit. I, if you play the Work game a lot, you end up hands, with a lot of coins. Man. But I love it. I'm loving it a lot. I the the motion control thing you brought up last time, where you're like, I think there's some things you can only do with the Joy Cons. Yeah. Uh, I have found a workaround for almost every single thing. Oh really? Please do tell. The, I have not. The spin where you throw the cap in a circle around you. If you rotate the joystick, yeah, you can rotate the then, joystick. Yeah. yeah. Um, I found that one, but there's one where you can arc your um, uh, cappy upwards or downwards. And I've I haven't not even found a way. discovered that at all with the regular Joy Cons. Yeah, if you kind of just arc them down, arc, um, point your Joy-Cons down or point your Joy-Cons up, it'll yeah. send Cappy go up or down. And I've, there's no way to replicate that. Oh, without, I, haven't even, I haven't even done that. they're not mandatory actions, but it is kind of frustrating yeah. that some of your controls are limited to yeah. uh, you know, playing with the, the uh, separated Joy-Cons. But it does bother me the most when you're, talking, when you're uh, playing in handheld mode and 
you have to like climb up a pole faster. Well, I have to shake my yeah. whole system, and then I can't tell if I'm actually moving faster because my screen is moving along <laughs> with it, obviously. But you can like you could sh- like throw the whole system to the side or flick the whole system up to like reach higher as that little onion stretchy beast thing. Yeah. So all of those things are there, but yes, the absolute best way to play this game is separated Joy-Cons, and now I, that's all I play it in. I actually have not played it that way yet. Really? You're an idiot. The, You're a fucking idiot. the Pro Controller can do almost everything the separated Joy-Cons no, can. You're a dummy. And I love the Pro Controller. It's great. Do you play it on the tiny screen or on the big screen? Uh, I played it mostly in handheld mode, but yeah. I, had, I played it for a few hours last night. You're playing this game wrong, Holden. Yeah, I know. But uh, hey, I'm farther than you are, so I don't know. Yeah, but I'm getting a better quality <laughs> experience out of it. I'm having a great time with it. You know it so what? I was, uh, graphics wise, I was playing this game on the go. Yeah. And I had it propped up on a table in the break room, and I had my two Joy Cons in either hand. And I was playing, and I was like, you know what? This game looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. You know, there's still some aliasing and things like that, and you got the jaggy edges and not anything so smooth. But you know, this looks pretty great for a Switch game. Mm-hmm. Meh. And then I c- took it put it into the dock and put it on the TV for the first time. And I was like, Whoa. The textures really pop Whoa. out. How do they do that so quickly? Do they swap out chest textures or does it like just turn on some like anti-aliasing engine or what does it do? I have no idea, what but it, it looks, do? it's easily the best looking Mario game. Oh yeah, absolutely. Easily. It's just, it's super, super gorgeous. I love walking in uh, the desert in the sand yeah. kingdom and you can just see like the little bits of sand everywhere. It's not real sand; it's texturized, but it's not it real sand. Looks... You mean there's well, not real sand coming out of my? They're not using like individual sand particles, like to <laughs> to make it like it's just a layer on top, whatever they call those things, texture mapping, or whatever. Um, but it's just so gorgeous. It's it's a really really good looking game. It's yeah. I think it's the best looking game on Switch so far. But it's also to be fair, one of the first for the Switch ground up games you've really right. seen. It's also, I think, the best demonstration of basically every single Switch feature. Yeah. Especially yeah. HD Rumble. Uh, yeah, it's really great. I like the subtlety of the HD Rumble. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm cold and my joy kind of just slightly start to shiver. Yeah. Things That's like my that. favorite. I love that. When I notice that because it's super subtle, you don't even really notice it until you're like, wait a second. Yep. Yeah. I love when you have the Joy-Con separated as well. You can, if you've ever done any of the ones where you're like, it's hot or cold where you're walking around to find it and then you got to yeah. kind of get it. Like you'll feel the vibration switch, whether it's more to your right mm-hmm. or to your left and you'll kind of feel it go f- between each one. Mm-hmm. And even in like, um, it even adds to mechanics we've seen in Mario games before. Like one of my favorite levels in 3d world or 3d land was where you had these platforms that were spinning and you had to kind of walk around them and make sure you didn't fall off as they were spinning. Well, yeah. when you step on a platforms like that in Odyssey, you can actually feel the platforms like moving a little bit like there's a vibration that coincides yeah and it's just it's super cool it's it's kind of the promise of what hd rumble was supposed to be and it's finally here and you are all over that hd rumble you love I do like that hd, HD rumble, rumble. i do it's really good but in terms you know of what like the game I like? itself i like that they what? also take the screen co- screenshot capture button yes it's like i found a little as well yeah that's no, like that's hey here's a little hint to another one do that. yeah it's, uh, here's a, a little hint of a moon in another world take a mm-hmm. screenshot of it come back to it when you're in that world it's some like, of those hints are unbelievably vague yeah i don't i don't know what half of them mean i look at them like, that's all right just go buy the about? moon instead of figuring it out yourself you <laughs> asshole <laughs> so what kingdom are you on i uh just 
finished the lake, which was my fourth. Okay. And then I got to, I was flying over to Metro City, and I saw Bow Wow. Mm-hmm. And then I, uh, my break was over, and I had to go. Oh, so, so you didn't see what happened after I that? I just disembarked on the Cloud Kingdom thing. Okay, yeah. And then I had did you Did you fight Bowser at all? No. no okay. His name is Bow Wow. There's Bow Wow? Okay. Yeah, it's Bow Wow. I've decided <laughs> that now. So I can't wait for you to the Metro Kingdom because I really think that's one of the best kingdoms. Yeah, New Donk. New Donk New City. Donk. It is so good. When you get there, it's unexpected. And the climax is really awesome. Oh, I like it a good climax. Ha- <laughs> it doesn't have a very like challenging like end of a boss, but it's super nostalgic and you just can't help but smile. Yeah. Like it's to- it's not about the challenge of the platforming. It's just like you're going to love this nostalgia right here if you're a real Mario fan. Yeah. Have at it. And it's just it's so great. It's I like it's that. a pinnacle moment in the game. And then it honestly has one of the best endings to a Mario game. I think. Does he the save ending... the, the princess from the castle? I'm, I'm not going to tell you that. That's a spoiler. Oh. By the way, what, do you th- what do you think about these rabbits? They can be really easy to really frustrating. There were some in the desert that pissed me off because there's nothing to really, like, cut them off with or, like, you're just on a flat desert. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about the ones that you catch for moons. What are you I'm talking, talking about? about? I'm talking about the rabbits that you fight as, like, mid-bosses on these Oh, um, the Brutals. Yeah, the Brutals. I was like, uh, it sounds like you're... I mean, just out of nowhere, like, oh, yeah, by the way, did you know Bowser's had rabbits these whole times and they're his gang members? Well, like, no, 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 no. So they're wedding planners. He hired them for the wedding, which is kind of oh. funny. And it's just, like, kind of forcing me, like, hey, this is a thing now. We're leaning real hard into this. I was like, tell me a little bit more about these rabbits before you just shove them in my throat and make it... Like, the Koopa kids are like, hey, these are Bowser's children. Mm-hmm. Well, he's like, nope, just out of nowhere. We've got a bunch of rabbits now that I feel like we should have known for a while. But I, I don't care. Their boss battles are pretty fun and, and interesting. They are. That's one complaint I've been hearing is that the boss battles aren't that good. I have liked all the boss battles so yeah, far. Yeah, I think they're super unique. Oh, you haven't even gotten to some of the really... There are some, like, later on, there are some really clever boss battles. I don't believe you at all. There's one boss battle where I'm like, is is this even a Mario game? Like, I've never fought a boss like this in a Mario game ever. And you'll it's know exactly. You're so used to all those Zelda games. <laughs> it actually was a boss that felt much more appropriate for Zelda, oddly enough. Damn. It was pretty wild. It also comes out of nowhere, but it was very, very cool. Um, I'm trying to think. So the Brutals, I don't, they're not bad. Like, I don't know what people are complaining about the Brutals for, because every single mid-tier boss or something like that has always been something lame like koopa or like something you kind of already knew yeah so it's kind of cool to see something unique on its own that we haven't seen in the games before so i didn't mind it too much the only thing is that it's the same boss you fight him a few times so it's kind of the same boss battle every single time but they make it a little bit more challenging they're cool they're interesting they're pretty fun how's the difficulty for you are you i think it's it's perfect for a mario game yeah I mean, it's, it, some of it's not incredibly... I mean, I'm sure of the 880 non-purchasable moons, some of them can be very difficult. You're, you're really stuck on those But I just think moons. it's so stupid that you're out there buying moons while the rest of us here are working our asses off You're saying, them. like, I am buying them. I'm not buying the moons. You are. You're buying up everybody's moons, taking our jobs, <laughs> holding no the party. No one else Mario because I've bought all of them. There's moon yep. inequality now. Yep. We're out here working with our hands. They're, well, in the list of the moons, there is one at least one moon you have to buy from a store. 
So if I, you want to every like single time that I go to a new world, I go to the store and buy the moon for a hundred. I, th- I kind of been judging the king- kingdoms based on is that my first moon or not? Like if that's my first moon, I'm kind of upset. But if I like find a bunch on the way to buy a moon, that's that's fun. Okay. Have there been any that were totally obscure for you? Like have you found any you're just frustrated to buy yet? Any moons? No. Yeah. No. Right now I'm not like searching for any moons. Okay. I'm just like on my I'm going to the the points that are of interest. It's like, hey, here's the next thing with the giant beam of light above it. And mm-hmm. on the way, if I see something I was like, Oh, that looks fun, I'll try that out. Or ooh, there's a moon over there. Let me figure out how to get it. I'll like do it. But I'm not searching for moons yet. I'm trying to beat the game and then yeah. go back and search. I was kind of really trying to find as many moons as I could while going through initially. And I didn't notice this at first, or maybe it just took me a while to notice it, but after you beat the game, if you go into an area, like one of those like a side areas where it's like just a plat like a straight up platforming level. Yeah. Where there's a moon at the end of the platforming. Oh my god. Like the two D ones? Those are great, yeah. But even side like- shout out to those two D Mario moments, which are fucking fantastic. It's like the yeah, perfect they're... combination of cool, new, amazing technology and nostalgia. There are some really, really awesome 2D uh, Mario moments. When you walk into a, like one of those side areas, Cappy will say, hmm, I remember this place. There might still be a moon around here. Or, hey, there might be some coins around here. And if you've done everything, you walk in there, and it's like, yeah, I don't think there's anything worthwhile to do in here. So it kind of like saves you the trouble of That's good. going into places you don't have to go into, which is really kind of nice because when it gets to the Metro Kingdom, there are so many side areas, and it's kind of hard to remember which ones you've already gone to. So that's pretty handy right there. Yeah. But I'm, like, in love with this. This is fantastic so far. And yeah, it honestly it's a great gets better and better and better as you go along. I can't wait to finally finish the story and, like, move on to the post-game stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Also, I'm excited. There's nothing in this game that, in terms of, like, the worlds, there's nothing in this game that has been in a Mario game before. Yeah. Every single world is completely unique. Yeah, I haven't seen and, a single Goomba yet. Oh, wait. Well, that's not what I mean. I mean, like, the <laughs> kingdoms themselves. But, I know, yeah. I know. But even the Goombas, like, being able to use the Goomba and, like, stack them on top of each other, like, you can still do something yeah. that you've not been able to do with them before, which is fun. Um, but, yeah, this is not because it was a spoiler, but even the Bowser area is unlike any Bowser area you've been to before. Well, I consider that a spoiler. Great. Now I'm not even going to fucking finish this game. Way <laughs> to go, Holden. Ruin it for everybody. I think I upset Dane. Did you see that text message in the thread? No. Um, Dane was like, I think we should avoid spoilers in this chat. And I said, um, I said something like, well, Bowser's the final boss or something like that. <laughs> Hold like in. A, like a, oh, come on. And he's the final boss in every single Mario no, game. No, he's not. Ever. No, he's Name not. One. Name Super one. Mario RPG. Oh, that is, I'm talking about the mainline Mario games. That's a mainline Mario game to me. That's not a mainline Mario game. That is a, that is a, uh, what, I'm drawing a blank. That's a spinoff. Nope. It's a spinoff. It's not nope. a main Mario game. The only main Mario games on the SNES were Super Mario World, and it's a stretch, but Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Which is also a fucking great game. I've not played that one before. You should play it on your SNES Classic. I don't have one. Oh, you should get oh. one, though. I should get one. They're going to make them into 2018, so yeah, I'll have an opportunity. So Super Mario Odyssey, I'm actually, you know, I'm surprised that I'm not... I'm not, like, obsessively hooked on this game. Like, oh, I'm obsessively hooked. Like, if I have 
if I have a free hour or two, I'm not like, I can't wait to get my hands back on Super Mario Odyssey. Or if I'm on a lunch break and I'm like, oh, I have an episode of TV to watch, I'll do that instead of Mario Odyssey. But then I'm, you know, I come back to it occasionally. Like, I was expecting to be, I'm not going to do anything until this game is done. Mm-hmm. Like, I was able to, like, oh, I have Mario Odyssey. I played it for a few hours, and now I'm going to go beat South Park and play a little Destiny, and then I'll come back to Mario Odyssey. Well, you also had big games that you were excited about. Like, Destiny's been your go-to game for about a month, over a month now. And South Park is, I mean, that game was written for you. Yep. So, that makes sense. I helped a gay fish get his mom to Jesus by playing a Flappy Bird (laughs) game where you fart unicorn. Like, you're a unicorn (laughs) that farts rainbows. It's fucking made for me. They stole that from Mario. That is so in Mario. No, Flappy Bird stole Mario shit and put it in its game. <laughs> so one thing I'm curious about, what do you think about the the coins and how there's no more lives, you just kind of lose 10 coins? I'm okay with that. I've I've enjoyed that. It's, yeah. The platforming on its own can still be difficult. <clears throat> And I'm not then worrying about, like, oh, I have five lives left, and I'm going to be brought back to this point and lose the yeah. progress. Like, I feel like there's not... It works... The lives things works... Lives thing, singular, works in games where you have... There's an end of the level, or there's a star at the end of your objective, mm-hmm. um, and you have a finite attempt, amount of attempts to get there. But in this game, where it's all like... Hey, here's an open worldish area, and there's like 67 moons. Mm-hmm. Like when you like having lives doesn't work for that. Because you're like, I'm gonna go get yeah. 30 moons in this area and just kind of explore a little bit. And lives is like, and well, what happens if I fall moons away from you if you die exactly. enough times? Like, and is, is it gonna punish you for? Again. Yeah. Exactly. Is it punishing you for exploring and and taking a look? No. So I I I definitely in this particular setting love the fact that you just lose 10 coins. Yeah. I agree. And coins, I love that they're just pretty much cosmetic or for buying a couple extra moons or that extra heart container stuff. Oh, no, they get used a lot. Oh, do they on. do? Yeah, they do. Yeah, they're pretty gotcha. important. That's actually for so buying like... 250 more moons, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, actually. There are just tons of outfits in the game to buy. Yeah, right now I'm rocking the uh, the bathing suit shorts with a Super Mario yep. ball cap. Yep. yep. <laughs> they're... Let them nipples free. I've been using just the Mario one most of the time. Unless there's, like, a special room I can go in to get a moon. But I'm yeah. very surprised. I haven't... I don't have all the outfits yet, and I'm over 30 outfits now. There are uh, tons of them. Yeah, there's lots of them. I'm gonna tap my Diddy Kong Amiibo on there, get that Diddy Kong suit. Mm-hmm. Tap my Mario one on there, get that classic Mario suit. And temporary... So, just so you know, this that. is kind of... This is kind of... I don't know if this is good or not. So, we've had this whole conversation with Metroid uh, Return of Samus, yeah. where... Like, oh, the Amiibo unlocks certain things. We don't like that. Like, yeah. even Breath of the Wild, certain outfits were only for Amiibo. Your Amiibo will just unlock it early. You still get all the yeah. outfits. Yeah, everything is unlockable. Which is it, kind of In-game, nice. yeah. I definitely appreciate that. I do still think it's really dumb that you can just, at any moment, be like, oh, shit, I'm about to die on this boss. Boop, Amiibo, invincible. Or boop, Amiibo, extra hearts. Yeah, don't do that stuff. That's See, dumb. I almost think what they should do is, and they've done this before in Mario games, is if you if you kind of take a cop-out, like you use some sort of special item or something like that that makes it easier, your profile gets like tagged and says, like, yeah, he beat the game, but... little asterisk he, there. Yeah, he used the special ability. A uh, little Barry Bonds asterisk. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think that's my initial impressions of Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Loving it a lot. Definitely my favorite Switch game so far. 
But my Switch I, games are literally Mario Kart, Mario Rabbids, Mario Odyssey, and Zelda. Which you loved. <laughs> oh my god, Dane texted the group and he's like, so how does everyone love Mario so far? And I was like, well, I've only played it for an hour and it's already 800 times more interesting than Zelda. Zelda was just so boring. So boring. Well, I think you'd be surprised by this, but I'm... I want to play Zelda a little bit more just to, like... Shut up. No, 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 no. Hear me out, because no, I really think I might up. like Mario more. Yes, you will. You do. You like Mario more. Keep playing that. I really think I do. I'm proud of you. We're breaking the habit, Holden. Breaking the <laughs> habit. <laughs> it's just so... It's honestly, because Zelda had, was really, really good. It's definitely still one of my favorite games of all time, but there were some technical problems, and this is just flawless. Yep, this is so good. It's completely flawless. Someone online was saying that, that they were experiencing some frame drops. I'm like, when? When did you experience frame nope. drops? I've never experienced anything remotely. Did you call them out? You call them a lying whore? No, because there's a video and they're talking to video. And... Ooh, should have left a comment. Should have been an angry internet mm. commenter. No. <clears throat> don't do that. Don't, don't proliferate angry comments. I did. Actually, I will say this. I did do. I say I don't do that. I did it once this week. I was watching oh, a review and no. the guy said. Um, I'm going to have a spoiler section of this, but it's only be minor stuff, nothing major. And I'm like, the only thing I'm really avoiding is, like, the final boss. That's a major spoiler. That's not minor. So I'll watch it. He shows the cutscene of the final boss, shows what the battle looks like, shows the oh aftermath. And I'm like, that's not a minor spoiler. Spoiler. That's a pretty major spoiler. Oh, my God. He's like, it's just going to be, like, what kind of enemies you see in the future kind of thing. And I'm like, oh, I'm fine with that. So that's what you get. That's kind of your fault, actually. So, Yeah, I kind of feel like it was my fault, but he, he did say in the video, minor spoiler. There'll be yeah. minor spoilers. Yeah, well, any spoilers or spoilers at all. So I made a judgment based on what he said, and what he said was not accurate to what actually happened. Well, you shouldn't have been watching any of it. Experience it for yourself. Stop buying moons. Play the game. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to buy moons. You're so going to buy moons. I'm going to fucking, of course, I'm going to buy moons. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so I am, I really want to do a spoiler chat with this as well because okay. there's so much stuff I want to talk about. You want to do it right now? You. Let's do it. Spoilers. Do I'm it. just kidding. No. <laughs> so the don't end tell of the me game. anything. All right. What's next? News? I think, is it is uh, news already? I think it's news already. Yeah. What oh do you news already? We're like a half hour into this. Now. Oh my god. I just farted and it smells like the inside of a garbage truck. <laughs> that is so bad. I'm so glad you're not here smelling this and you're in Rhode Island. Guess what happened this week on the news? A lot of stuff happened this hey, week. Hey, do you like news. Nintendo 3DSs? Do you like Super Nintendo in the United States? You can get a Super Nintendo styled new 3DS in the United States. <laughs> <laughs> it's well a, said. You can get it. And it comes with uh, Mario, Super Mario Kart, the SNES virtual console download thing. I mean, it it's looks the like a Super Nintendo. Everyone wants to play. Well, they already have. They have like the Super Famicom and like the the European version of these already out, and they have like the colored buttons, which are the cooler mm -hmm. version. But they finally did it for the U.S. So if you don't have a 3DS and for some reason you're still looking to buy one instead of a Switch, yeah, go get one that's like a Super Nintendo. Mm -hmm. I'm good with my 3DS. I have the Majora's Mask one, which is the best yeah, one. Yeah, me too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm good with that. I don't. I don't want any more 3ds's. No, I, we should just con discontinue the 3ds. Just make Switch shit. They really should. And fucking do the Virtual Console. 
Um, so I enjoyed Fractured Butthole a lot. South Park, the Fractured Butthole. If you want to see how much I enjoyed it, that's not the right sentence. If you want to see how much you enjoy it, uh, there's a free trial out on PS4 and Xbox One. So you can download it and play a little bit, laugh a lot of it, and uh, hopefully buy it and enjoy yourself. So you mentioned Virtual Console. Did I? You did. And there's a story did that kind of talks about Virtual Console. Oh, is Slightly, it? a little bit. I think it does. Okay, okay, okay. So... We talked last week about the 4.0 update coming out for the Switch. Yeah. Did you hear about what uh, mistake happened in that? Yeah. Did you hear that it was also a surprise to Nintendo? Yeah, it was a surprise to Nintendo. So the... What are we talking about? Ooh, the suspense is killing me. <laughs> so there was actual GameCube controller support <clears throat> in the Nintendo um, Switch update. Yep. So if you plug in the uh, GameCube to Wii U adapter into the Switch, it works, and you can play your games with the GameCube controller. It's a wireless peripheral, right? Um, it wired or wireless. Okay. So, people are kind of like, oh man, this is really cool. Like, does this mean virtual console's coming up? And then Nintendo kind of came up and says, well, yeah, this was a surprise to us. We didn't expect this either. Some people are interpreting it as the GameCube virtual console is real, and they kind of blew it and, t- like, did this too early. It could just be, hey, maybe Smash Bros. is coming out, like, next year, and they were writing this software up for it. I actually am going to take Nintendo's side in this because I think that what they said makes sense. Yep. They opened up uh, peripheral support for third parties. So they just kind of said, third-party devices can be plugged into this and it will work. Well, the Wii U adapter can plug in through USB. So it's going to be able to be plugged in. And then when any controller gets plugged into that, it works. Yep. So it doesn't like, like, it doesn't always work for every game. Yeah. And also, like, you can't use the ZL button or something like that on it, so it's not perfect. But that's why, with that, when they said, oh, yeah, the fact that a GameCube controller works was just as much of a surprise to us as it was to you guys. Yeah. Like, I, I totally believe them on that because it doesn't work 100%. And it's not perfect. Yeah, this is a company that is, they are really good about secrecy, that they wouldn't just accidentally release GameCube controller support in their code. Like, it's, it yeah. was nothing like that at all. <clears throat> it's purely coincidental. So yeah, I don't think that has any meaning at all for Virtual Console, and I still think no. we're never going to see it, and Nintendo's going to stab us all in the heart. Uh, um, oh, what I actually, I forgot to put a story down on here, but there was a moment where Miyamoto said that the Switch is perfect for playing classic games. Yeah, that's why they're going to remake them like the arcade edition of Mario Bros. And they're going to charge Depending money on what for games that they remake, I'd be okay version. with that. I know, but I just want a Virtual Console. I just want all <laughs> the SNES classic games on my Switch. That's all it's I want. one of the things that makes 3DS unique is having virtual consoles. I just I don't... want to duct tape my SNES Classic to my Switch. If you want a virtual console, you got to get a 3DS. And maybe maybe that's I why I have they're a 3DS, and I don't ever want to play it again. Yeah, I barely put my 3DS now. Except you played Samus Returns and Pokemon Silver. I didn't play. Uh, I played Gold. It's a big difference. Played Gold. Look at you, gold. Mr. Lugia is the coolest bird, and then suddenly you get Ho Oh. Well, I had silver version growing up, so I'm like, I'm going to get the other one. Oh. Yeah. That's not important right now. What's important is that... Listen, I know we've had this conversation before on this podcast. <laughs> what was the third one? Gold, silver... Ruby. No, that's oh, Ruby crystal. and Sapphire. Crystal. Crystal. Yes, Crystal. Did they release Crystal on the, the console as well? No, but someone data mined and found... Like it in the eShop or something like that. Okay, 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 okay. So maybe okay, okay. they'll release it one day, but that'd be kind of crummy if they did that. Crumby? Gumby. Crumbly. Gumby. All right. 
let's see what I got here. No. So let's stick with Nintendo for a little while. Okay, cool. Because I only have a few more. Yeah, Nintendo I don't have stories. I don't have any other Nintendo stories. So if you got stuff, tell me. I got two, and one of them is going to start a conversation because I know how much you hate this. Oh so, my god. Yeah, you already know what it's going to be. So the first one is Zelda DLC, according to Reggie Fizeme, is coming this year. I was thinking since they hadn't talked about it, it was going to come next year. They're going to delay it, but it is coming this year. Things that are quote unquote coming this year that are not coming this year: Zelda Breath of the Wild DLC, <laughs> <laughs> PUBG on Xbox One. <laughs> it's That's coming it. this year. That's the full list. PUBG is coming to Xbox this year. It is already November, and we don't have a release date. I thought it was coming out November seventh, but I guess not. Was PUBG November seventh? I don't, I don't think so. I'm gonna look this up while you talk about whatever the fuck you brought up that I already forgot. Well, Ooh, you don't it look right it up. Now. You don't look it up. I'm looking. I'm up. already you have looking the story. it up. You have the news story. I'm already Fine. looking it up. You look it up and I'll tell a news PUBG, story. PUBG Xbox. Hey everyone, release guess what? Um, speaking of Xbox, I have a lot of Xbox stories. One, there are is finally backwards compatibility for Xbox One, or sorry, original Xbox games on Xbox One, and there's a list of, I think, like, 17 games? Uh, it's worth checking out. There's some some pretty good ones on that list, like Ninja Gaiden Black is on there, KOTOR, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is on there, um, and there's a really great article, if you go to IGN.com and Wait, read is that a single-player Star Wars game? I thought those weren't allowed anymore. Oh, we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> um if you go to IGN there's an article called The Untold Story of Xbox One Backwards Compatibility by Ryan McCaffrey and it's like an in-depth look at the engineering behind it and how they had to rework all the code for all these things and like the fact that this was a feature that they wanted backwards compatibility they wanted from day 1 on Xbox One but they whenever they announced the system and there was all the backlash about all the it plays your tv and it does sports and all this stuff and they're like and the always online stuff they had to put all of the backwards compatibility stuff on the back burner so that they could work on stripping out all the always online requirements and the game sharing functionality and that kind of stuff too so it's a really cool article i definitely recommend you read it on ign ryan mccaffrey more of the story is don't complain because it delays good things yep no, that was okay then, to delay about because that was going to be a nightmare if that yeah. happened. So that's All a cool that one. If you uh, have Xbox original discs still, I actually do in my parents' house in the closet with a giant bag full of them, then they should work or you can buy them and download them from the digital shop too. Uh, what the fuck did you look up? PUBG? Do we have a release date? Nope. Told you. It's not coming in 2018. What is it? Wait, no, 2017. What yeah. year is it? It's, who it's is, been delayed who is the a year and What two is months? God? <laughs> so last nintendo story i'm excited about this one chad doesn't give a shit what do i not give a shit about animal crossing it... pocket camp oh yeah was is announced this week oh yeah <laughs> uh chad texts me i'll like, try this to be looks quiet like the most this. boring dumbest thing ever it, no, does. I know you saw it. Yeah. it just looks so boring like i watched the full what is it a 16 minute video of the nintendo yeah. direct and it's like you can go and pick an apple off a tree and then you give it to someone, and they smile. And if you put someone's favorite couch in your house, then they're going to come to your house. And then they'll smile. <laughs> also, you can do all the most boring things you've ever hated in every RPG, like fetch quests, or fishing, or looking at your furniture. <laughs> and you can do that for hours on end, every day of your life. 
or you can go look at other people's furniture for hours. It's like, that looks like the most boring thing I've ever seen in my life, but people go crazy for this shit. Yeah, and trust Animal me, Crossing I understand. Is a franchise. I played Harvest Moon as a kid for a long time, and that is a game where you milk cows, you cut grass, you go fishing, you pick up chicken eggs, you break boulders, and that's it. That's your day. And I was addicted to it, but I was mm-hmm. also eight. So Animal Crossing, I think the big deal with Animal Crossing Pocket Camp is that it is the most full-fledged mobile game we're getting from Nintendo. This is extremely close to what the the last game, New Leaf, was like in terms of you know uh, farming, fishing, like getting all your like equipment, all that kind of stuff. It actually adds things that weren't in those games. Yeah. So it's actually more of a step forward for the franchise than like Mario Run was more of a step back for Mario. Not that Mario Run was bad, but it was definitely a simplified version of Mario. Right. Fire uh, Fire Emblem Heroes was a simplified version of Fire Emblem. This is beyond what we've in beyond what we've gotten in past Animal Crossing games in a lot of respects. So what you're saying is totally true. Like yeah, it's it's a quote unquote like boring game. Like it's slow. <laughs> it is a slow game. But it's charming. I've, I've, I've actually enjoyed the last Animal Crossing game. The whole point of it is you put in a half hour each day, you do some farming, you collect some fish, you get bugs, you kind of like hunt for fossils. <laughs> Sorry, I can't. I can't. I can't take it seriously. <laughs> you do catch some fish, you, you collect bugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, your reaction this is awesome. So... And then you're basically paying off loans in your house. Your house. What? what are you doing? Oh my god! You're fishing, collecting bugs, and paying debt off. That's well, this whole game. <laughs> you. So if you want to get a bigger house, you can get more furniture in your house. That's how it works. And you can invite your neighbors in to your house. Oh my and god! You like get to know them. You build relations with them. Like you get into their Christmas or birthday presents and stuff. Like it's just it's just <laughs> it's just a little community you're part of. And this is the same idea. You're just you're building a campsite instead of a house. Oh my god! <laughs> just slowly paying off your debt. That's that sounds like the twenty somethings real life simulator. <laughs> oh my god! I had no idea about that. That's so you didn't know about that? Yeah. So what happens no. is you you move into this house and it's just like a single room basically. It's really small. And then this guy Nook, who's a raccoon, is like, "I can make your house bigger." And you say, "Yeah, sure, absolutely." And then you, he's like you have to pay like ninety nine thousand like bells to do that or something like that. So you have to like farm and like fish and catch the bugs to sell that stuff so you can then pay off your your debt. And eventually you okay. have a huge opening room and um, different uh, like offshoot rooms. So you have like a back room, two side rooms, and upstairs. Like you just kind of make your house bigger. It's it is it is fun and charming. Like it's one of those things where every little detail, like when you pull a stump out of the ground because you need to, you need that spot to like plant something else like it's just yeah. fun it's fun to do <clears throat> yeah it's charming but it's not the kind of game you like i am dedicating two day to animal crossing and they yeah, give you okay. good excuses to kind of this is something they didn't talk about too much in the uh in the uh, the direct but they give you good excuses to come back so like there are seasonal events and things like that so like one day there there's this guy who comes into town who sells artwork and he only comes that one day out of like a few months, so you have to go see him and buy the artwork that you want, or you know, um, different fish. Do you get to kill Gary Busey? Different times of the year or different times of the day. What was that? Do you get to kill Gary Busey for one yes. weekend a year? Absolutely. Yep. Of course. He's the only other human character in it, and you get to kill him. 
So the point is, Pocket Camp seems like it's a really full-fledged Animal Crossing game. Yeah. I'm, so for, for I'm the fans, excited this about is a big that. deal. For those of you who enjoy Animal Crossing, it looks like you're getting a cool, free version of Animal Crossing. With on microtransactions. With microtransactions. Parentheses. With microtransactions. Yeah. How do you feel about the leaf tickets? It depends on how they get handled. So it seems like you don't have to use them ever. Yeah. And you kind I mean, of it's one of those things just, that you can always speak. get them with in-game events and things like that. Yeah. Or you could buy a 250 How many of those in-game events are going to be? And leaf tickets only seem to be used for speeding up the building of your couch or something like that. So we'll see how in-depth it really gets. Well, it got released already in Australia, and there are people already yes. who are saying, like, yeah, you could go the whole game without ever having to... Nintendo seems when, to be pretty good does, about that. Does, because does the game end? No, there's no end. Does the game end when you, like, pay off your campsite? No, I mean, there's no end to the game, really, because even once you... Okay. Like, in this case, like, I'm, I can only speak to the, the games, like the main mainline games. Right. When you max out your house, you just kind of keep buying furniture to, like, make it your own. <laughs> and you suddenly have, like piles of couches <laughs> <laughs> that's Ten one beds in your bedroom that is one crappy thing about animal crossing and it seemed like they fixed this is you can only store a v- extremely finite amount of things so like if, if you're not using it you can't store that much stuff in your pocket you can only hold 15 things at a time so when you want to go sell your peaches that you've been farming and you have like 15 peach trees that have three peaches on them each you have to make so many trips to the store, it's kind of obnoxious. But I so bet it seems you could like buy some leaf tickets and make that easier. I don't think that's how it's going to work. It seems like you just have an, a much larger pack or an infinite pack. I didn't see it, but it, I got that vibe. I don't know why I'm thinking that. Hopefully I'm right. I could be wrong, but that'd be awesome. But yeah, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Those bastards in Australia, I, I want to be in Australia. They always get everything first, always. And this isn't it's a mistake. They're not taking the game down. They're just like, it's up in Australia now. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get it. Oh, man. Speaking oh, of... Really yeah, quickly. Go. I don't think the microtransactions will be a big deal because Nintendo doesn't release these games purely for profit. Yes, they want to make money off the game, but it's an advertisement right. for you to buy a Switch. It's really what it now, is. Now, here's the question. Where do you think this puts the Switch version of Animal Crossing? If this seems like it's a full-fledged Animal Crossing game... Does that mean this replaces that? Does that delay it for a while? Does it... So they've said that the Animal Crossing mobile game was going to tie in to the full next Animal Crossing game that comes out. So they basically have already said this new Animal Crossing game and that the mobile game is an important part of the experience. So it makes me excited because Zelda on Switch, not it wasn't just a Switch game, but on Switch Zelda had a huge overhaul in terms of what kind of game it was. Mario is at an overhaul into, as to what kind of game it is. Is Animal Crossing going to get the same thing? If they've taken the same Animal Crossing experience we've had for the most part and put that on mobile, they wouldn't just do that again on Switch until they had to pay 60 bucks for it. Oh, man. Now, if you could be in Animal Crossing and you can, like, trick out a motorcycle and the Switch version is like, I'm taking a motorcycle from people's campsite, taking a trip across the country to somebody else's campsite, that would be badass. I want it to be a version of Animal leaf Crossing. tickets on a leather jacket. I want them to outsource Animal Crossing to Rockstar, and I want them to make a GTA version of Done. Animal Crossing. And you're just slaughtering awesome. animals everywhere. Absolutely, yeah. You have to like deal drugs to them and stuff. Yeah, that sounds there's, good. There's like a there's a pimp who's a beaver. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 
That sounds good. I'll have yeah, that. Yeah, it'd, it'd be a great game. Uh, I have what one more kind of small story before I get to th- th- two. I have a lot stories. of stories this week. Yeah? Yeah. One of them that I, I just liked seeing this headline because I really, really fucking enjoyed this game. Uh, game Informer says, yeah, Hellblade selling above expectations, nearly mm-hmm. breaking even for de- for the developer. I thought that was really cool to see because this is the first IP that Ninja Theory has developed that they own, that mm-hmm. they they get to like see all the profit from this, uh, especially publishing it independently without a publisher. Yeah. Um, they said that they expected to break even like eight or nine months into the cycle, but it's only been out for a few months, like three or four yeah. now, and they're already breaking even, which is pretty cool. Actually, no, I think it was August. So I think it's two months, two and a half. Yeah. Uh, I'm really deal. excited about that. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully that means we get a lot more things just like that because that was a phenomenal game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I'm all for that. I have a few f- small stories here. Okay. So, so GT Sport, Gran Turismo Sport, tripled the sales of Forza 7. Granted, PlayStation has more units than Xbox has out. Yeah. But it doesn't have three times the units. So that suggests that, I don't know, I thought that was interesting. I'm sorry. Like if you want to go. I said the word yeah. As if it was like an active listening practice. Like, I'm listening and I'm hearing you. you but I missed I missed the first sentence, which is very important to the context. And it sounds like you're looking for a response for me. And I don't have yeah. a response for you because I wasn't actually listening. I've just learned through working retail that you look at people, say yes, and shake your head. <laughs> <laughs> Gran Turismo Sport tripled in sales over Forza 7. I still don't. I still don't understand what that means. It just so, means that. Oh, Grant. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah. Gran Turismo Sport on PS4 sold yes. three times more than. Just say it like that, then. Than Forza Seven did on Xbox. Okay. Those are the kind of their exclusive racing franchises, and yeah. Forza's kind of been seen to have been overtaking Forza in terms of like the prominent racer. But Gran, Gran Turismo sold way, way more. You think it had something to do with the the bad blood around, not bad blood, but like the the negative speak around Forza Seven and the microtransactions? Um, only if someone had a PS4 and an Xbox One and it was only going to buy one of them, I think that would matter. But sure, they're on their own sure. separate consoles, so I don't think I don't think that adds much. But I just thought this was interesting because that Microsoft's big draw, right at this point, really is one of the big draws is Forza. I mean, they don't have a lot of exclusive games. Forza is yeah. one of them. And Grand Treason was a pretty similar game. I'm sure someone who's really into these games will correct me on that. But from an outsider, it seems like it's pretty similar to Gran Turismo. So the fact that Gran Turismo is selling better kind of means that PlayStation still has that draw on their side. Yeah, maybe. In their favor. I mean, there's such a huge percentage of gamers that I've never met before that are like balls deep in all these racing simulators. And like, that's yeah. their thing. There's those Madden people, there's mm-hmm. the Call of Duty people. Then there's the Gran Turismo people, and there's the rest of us lamezos who just play everything else. Yeah. I got two more news stories before okay. Star Wars and before uh, the Paris week. Okay, 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 okay. So, do you want? how many stories do you have? I've got one Star Wars, one Paris week, one Connect. Oh, yeah. Talk about that. I forgot about R.I.P. Connect. Microsoft has officially stopped manufacturing the Connect. Seven years after it was released. Uh, I, thought, I, thought I, I s- never thought we would see this day. 
I thought it would yeah. just like slowly, like it, it's still there. You can still use it to talk to your TV or wave your hand around, but I never well, thought I we'd always, see the day where they stopped making it. I always assumed that they would kind of bring it back in some way with mixed reality and virtual reality and kind of sure. bring it back in that way, but no, not at all. Yeah, there. So I mean, they I'm keep saying like it'll live on in our future technology, like with Hololens and things like that. It'll use versions of those sensors and things like that, but. Yeah, if you don't once retailers sell through their supply of connects, they're not being re- replenished. It also could be a branding thing. I mean, the Connect brand is kind of a joke. It's like Wii U. Wii U is a joke. Yeah. It was a good console. It wasn't bad, but it's a joke. It just is. Yep. So I think this is kind of along the same lines. Like they wanted to get rid of that branding. I think is a big part of it as well. Because I don't what was think. The, what was the code name for this? For the original Connect? Project Natal. Natal, yes, and they had that Milo demo where you're talking to the kid. <laughs> that was so weird. Yeah. They made it seem like you were going to have friends who live inside your Xbox, and not even anything remotely close to that ever came out. Nope. Well, that was maybe the same guy who made Fable, uh, Peter Molyneux. Yep. Yeah. That guy's R.I.P. Fable. <laughs> R.I.P. Fable as well, yeah. So R.I.P. so we'll get to another R.I.P. in a second. Just to, just to if you were looking at for some reason you don't have a connect yet and you really wanted one go get one but also for people who would use them for like skype chatting on xbox and things like that yeah they now since connection no longer exists they now have opened that up to to uh usb micro usb webcams you can now use with your xbox as well that makes sense yeah that's actually you know thinking about that now in the playstation camera and how you can use it to like stream twitch and things like that I don't know. I guess maybe it just wasn't cost effective enough for him and not enough there wasn't enough demand. Well, even if you wanted it just as a webcam, there is so much more inside of the Connect than a webcam. Yeah. That it'd be cheaper for them just to make a webcam. Yeah. So yeah. Bye bye, little Sebastian. Well, there's another peripheral that's doing much, much better, and that's PlayStation VR. Is that the PlayStation Aim? Oh! I was close. <laughs> so Resident Evil seven doubled the average playing time used for PlayStation VR. Yeah, it did. I thought that was pretty interesting. Probably just because it's the only game that you really can invest a lot of time into on yeah. VR. Most of the games on VR are kind of small, bite-sized experiences. I don't know. I lost a lot of my life to Thumper in that first two weeks. That's I true. I put on the helmet, and but I would take it off and be like three days later, and there's there, a dead cat beside me. They're individual levels, though, and you were kind of just drawn into going to the next level, whereas Resident yeah. Evil 7 is a continuous experience. Yeah. So I can see that. But that's notable. I guess it means that there is an appeal for VR and AAA games on VR. Yeah, I'm excited. So, you know what else? Oh wait, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to do that transition because you just have one more thing, right? I have one more thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is super quick though. Metal Gear Survive has a release date. I know, right? That's another thing where I was like, this is not ever going to come out, but it turns out it, it's coming out. Coming out February twentieth. Yeah. Three it days could... after my birthday. This is this is all for you, Chad. No, I don't want it all for you. I just say what it is. I'm very vocal today. You Singing, are very talking, vocal. Drinking water. I ate some ice cream in the first part. Nobody knew it. Whoa. Come with this <sighs> big story, Chad. Oh, I can't. I can't tell you about the story. I added it to my news story saying, I'm going to come back and read this. But I haven't read it because I'm a bad person. So if you've read it, there is an expose by Jason Trier on Kotaku called The Collapse of Visceral's Ambitious Star Wars Game. Oh, I've not read that, but I know a little bit about what's been going on there. Oh, okay. Well, tell me a little bit about what you got. And then everyone out there, you should... I'm, I'm going to read. 
I'm going to read the first paragraph of this. It seemed like a surefire hit, colon, a Star Wars take on Uncharted, published by Electronic Arts and developed by long-running studio Visceral Games. But nothing is sure in the video game industry, and on October 17, 2017, when employees of Visceral were told that the company would be closing, some who had worked for the studio found themselves unsurprised. In many people's eyes, doom was inevitable. Visceral Games, based in San Francisco, had been an odd fit at EA for several years now. First founded in 1998 as Redwood Studios. Wait, this is not... I'm not reading what I thought I was reading. Hold on. <laughs> well, shit. Do you want me to just... Want to just talk about yeah, what know? talk talk about it. Anyway, there's this there's this a very long article that goes into the fact that it is not it was not at all about hey we're switching from a single linear single player linear experience to a shared experience like that was all a cover and everything about this game was rocky and there's a lot of drama surrounding it. So go read that article on uh, Kotaku and I'm gonna read that article on Kotaku and then maybe once if I find that interesting enough to bring it up again we'll talk about it. Well, I do know an EA employee kind of came out, like not even an employee, an executive came out and said, this is not about the game being single player. I personally really enjoy single player games and don't want to see them go away. We won't really ultimately know what really happened for a while, unless I, I also haven't read this. Kotaku no, apparently story, we do. So. Apparently we do know what happened. We just haven't read it. Yeah, but it was just because it was a single player game. It seems like it was too much from my understanding it was too much of an uncharted clone like it was very very similar stylistically to uncharted apparently that was just one piece of the puzzle really yeah there was there was also there was butting heads between amy hennig and the rest of the team there was constant struggle with ea itself there was, apparently there's a lot of drama surrounding this game and jason trier's got it all we just gotta read that. take that key I'm not surprised to hear it. that amy hennig was butting heads concerning the statement was from EA was, uh, and we'll be talking with Amy Hennig about her future or something like that. Which yeah, is basically, like, she's not going to be We're in talks right anymore. now about where Amy's headed next. Yeah. Oh, man. R.I.P. Star Wars. I was bummed about that because that was one of my most anticipated games. Yeah. But if it wasn't going to be good, then I'm not bothered by Exactly. It. Yeah. I just really got to read that article. Yeah. Tell you I mean, what, that's is... our that's our required game that we're all going to play is reading that article <laughs> for the month of November. I'm going to we'll read the back. first paragraph then. <laughs> we'll talk about that first paragraph. <laughs> and then we'll say how much we hated it because I felt like it was 10 years old. Well, Visceral is an important company. They actually made one of my favorite scary games. So do you want to move on to scary games? Oh, switching it up downtown. Okay. So we had a little subscriber interrogative asking, what are your favorite scary games? Thanks for writing in, John from Long Island. I made you up. Uh, <laughs> it is that spooky time of year, October 29th, 2017. It'll never be that date again. Think about that. No. It is 10-29-2017. No. It'll never be that again. Unless Jesus comes again and we start back over at zero, and then, yeah, it'll happen one more time. Um... Favorite spooky games. Mm-hmm. Resident Evil Seven. Yeah, I, I don't know. Idea. I don't. I don't know if that's like top of my list, but I think because it was such a game changer in VR, like that yeah. was such a crazy cool. Experience Even outside of VR, me. it was a good. It was a good game. Yeah, crazy, crazy good. I did it a lot. But I was thinking about Resident Evil Seven or Resident Evil Four, which one I liked more because I loved Resident Evil Four. Yeah, it's the only other I think Resident Seven Evil game was spooky though. Four was a little more action, but I think Seven was like a lot spookier yeah 
the the atmosphere of seven was definitely scarier because you kind of felt like the odds were very much against you. Whereas Leon in Resident Evil Four is like the Secret Service for the president or something like that. Yeah, like, I, he was kind of a badass, but you still there are still some of the scariest moments I've ever experienced in a game. In that, do you play yeah. Resident Evil Four? Right. Oh, absolutely. I played it on Wii where it was best. I also played it on PS2, but Wii was best. The the part where you run across the bridge, and as you're running across the bridge, there's a mob of guys behind you, and then yep. there's a house, and there's a mob of guys coming close to the house of the direction. You like run into mm-hmm. the house super quickly, <clears throat> and they're all just barging in, and you have no ammo. Holy yep. shit, that was insanely intense. And I was I was legitimately scared when I was playing that. I'm like, oh, this is one of those scenes in the game where you just die, and that's because it's part of the game. Because how else? <laughs> There's no way anyone could be good enough to do this. Um, yes, that's one of my favorites. Also, Alta Alto. Um, speaking of visceral dying, Dead Space is one of my four my favorite horror. Um, you stopped recording. You dumb bitch. Okay. R.I.P. Visceral. Dead Sorry Space. About that. Yeah, Holden fucked up, and he fucked up his recording. Mm-hmm. So Dead Space I'm is terrible. one of my favorite horror franchises of all time. It Did is so freaking cool. I played Dead Space 1 and 2, definitely, and I started okay. 3, and I still own it somewhere. I started it, played like 10 minutes, and I got, it was like, oh shit, I have to go do something, and then I just never came back to it. But I also got like so many different things at that same time that I had. I don't know, but apparently three wasn't as good. But one was freaking fantastic. I love that it makes you this everyman, and you're like, I'm not a badass. I'm yeah, using all... construction tools. Yeah, to exactly. Try to fight you don't these have any guys. guns, really. Yeah, the dismemberment was really cool. Like, yeah, I forgot about that. Like, you have to like dismember their legs so they can move slower. If there was a lot of enemies, you kind of like had to think about. It was just headshots, basically. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But the best thing to me about that game was the lack of a HUD. Yeah, There's that was no one of those HUD. first games that, like, your life is a little light meter on your back whenever mm-hmm. you bring up a menu or something like that that opens up on a little hologram projector on your arm. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was super cool. That was super cool. I love that game for that. I don't remember it that much, though, to be honest. I'm kind of bummed. That's a that's a series I would like to see an HD remaster of so I can play it on PlayStation. Yeah. Call up Bluepoint because Visceral's not going to do it. Yeah, Blue Point loves doing those remasters. They're good at it too, but they're doing Shadow of the Colossus right now, so mm, I'd rather them do that. Yeah, me too. I like that a lot. Yeah. I think the best horror game of all time though, and this is indisputable, is The Last of Us. Mm. That's a good one. That's the best one. I don't know. Hey, I guess I would call it I would call that survival horror, maybe. It is survival horror. You'll have yeah. three bullets and a bunch of enemies coming after you. Yeah. And, you have to think about and how there to are definitely times it. in it that is... game where you're like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, don't breathe. There's a clicker right beside you. Oh, my God. But it's funny because it's not a game you associate with survival, survival horror, but yeah. it really is. Like it is, it is survival horror. Yeah. That's what that game is. I think it just we're used to, A, Naughty Dog making action games. So we kind of think of Last of Us as more of an action game. But it is survival horror. That's what yeah. it is. Shout out to Outlast for being literally too scary for me to play. Mm-hmm. Gone Home. It. I want to. Gone Home is a great game. Is it where a horror you... game? <laughs> Definitely thought it was going in. <laughs> okay. Because you know was... you, you you pull up. Have you never? Oh, that's right. You've never played Gone Home. Never played Gone Home. Oh, yeah. you're a dumb, stupid person. 
sorry, I wanted to keep it, you know, no gender bias there. No gender bias there? I gotcha. Very important. Yeah. Those are some good spooky games. Any other spooky games you got? Um, I did have a list, actually. I think there's How about one the more spooky Halloween there. level in Banjo-Kazooie? Oh, um, yeah. Luigi's Mansion, duh. <laughs> Scariest yeah. game. Yeah. No, for real, um, Papa Sangri. Have you ever heard of Papa Sangri before? No. It's a mobile game, but it actually is very scary. It is an audio-based game. There's no visuals. It's all about listening. You wear headphones, and you've fallen into the darkness of hell, and okay. you're trying to find your way out, and you're just kind of slowly walking through it by tapping left and right on the screen to walk, and yeah. then there's this little compass, and you kind of point in the direction you want to walk in. And as you're walking, you're trying to avoid the crunch of bones underneath your feet because that means that the demons will hear you and you can hear them like breathing and stuff around you. So you're trying to like navigate. It is actually really freaking scary. Yeah. It's pretty terrifying because it's like you don't really know what's around you. You have no idea. And again, your imagination's heavily at play since you can't see anything. So if you've never played Papa Sangre before, it's really good. Definitely worthwhile. Papa Giorgio. No, Papa Sangri. Sangria. Sangria. So this Margarita is that I like. But there's not. I don't there's know, also parts there's... of like Hellblade that were super spooky. Yes, actually, especially once you get think into about that for this, yeah. Hella. Yeah, though, there's that one place that is the. What was it? It's like a blood river and all the hands. Oh yeah, yeah. Are yeah. Kind of like oh. Oh, something, man. something about that because that's not necessarily the hands coming out of the wall is not just in Hellblade it's in a few things yeah. but that is something that's really scary to me for some reason like I, I don't get scared a lot again. but that idea of hands coming out of the walls scares the crap out of me for some reason it's like a phobia I don't even know why but it freaks me out and there are people in your walls I get like the crawls like when I the crawlies the creepy crawlies mm. cool yeah. those are some fun games good question what did I say his name was John John from, from Long Island Long Island good job yeah. John we got some busy things to talk about right now, though. Some busy things. Big things. Big things. Sony Paris Games Week. PGW. So there was technically there's a new story along with this that there are going to be seven new games announced there, but they're not just like small games. Seven huge games. Seven big games, cool- which include PlayStation Four games and VR games. Yes, and, and in the pre-show, right? That's the way I read it is that these seven games will be revealed in the hour-long pre-show before the show. Oh, really? I think so. Let me go back and read it. Yeah, go back and read that. What I had read is that this is kind of, they're kind of seeing this as like a part two to E3. So it's kind of a continuation to E3. So the company said in a blog post today that that its briefing at Paris Games Week on Monday, October 30th will include seven all-new game announcements. This covers both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation VR games. These announcements will start coming in during Sony's pre-show event, kicking off at 8 a.m. Pacific time on October 30th. Probably VR stuff then during the pre-show like they did during E3. Yeah. And then PlayStation 4 during. I don't have any idea what the VR games are going to be. Those are kind of harder to guess because they tend to be random not yeah. that it's bad, but they're not big franchises. And especially, like, what do they have cooking that... I mean, because they've announced in the main E3 show, they were like, well, this is what we've got from Supermassive Games. We've got... Which is coming out very soon. We've got the mm-hmm. Inpatient and Bravo team coming out very soon from them. Mm-hmm. As well as Hidden Agenda. That comes out, like, this month, too. Yeah, it does. Oh, man. But what I, what I love that they're saying is that they're saying that it's the second half of E3. E3 was only half the story. Where they showed off 
gameplay trailers for God of War. They showed off Shadow of the Colossus. They showed off Spider-Man gameplay trailers. Like, mm-hmm. what do we think this is going to be? So my hope is Bloodborne 2. That's that's my hope. Yeah? Really want Bloodborne 2. It's the day before Halloween. What better time to announce Bloodborne oh, 2? BB2. There's also um, been rumors of a brand new from software game called Phantom Whale. That Whale sounds w- like a code name. Yeah, I think it's a code name. W A I L is Whale. And it's supposed to take place in Aztec times and focus more on hand to hand combat rather than weapon combat. Okay. And it's still going to have like the Dark Souls, it's, it's going to be a Souls like game still. But, like, Bloodborne was an offshoot of Dark Souls. This will be an offshoot of Dark Souls as well. Well, that could be cool. Is what it seems like. So, I'm kind of hoping we see that because it's been talked about in rumors for over a year now. Yeah. And I just want to see it. And it's also been a while since From Software released anything. Yeah. So, I'm very curious. I really hope we see something from them. But I don't really have much in terms of, like, what the hell are these new games? I really have no idea. I, for new games, I have no freaking clue. But as for the rest of the conference, I think we're going to get a lot of dates. Yeah, we're gonna delete, the they, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn DLC still doesn't have yeah, it does. a date, does it? It comes out on oh, it the 7th. It comes out, like, next week. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm an idiot. Yeah, you are an idiot. Um, <laughs> because everything they showed off at E3 that had 2018 in the trailer, they came out and said, hey, that means the first half of 2018. So it's about time that we start getting dates for... Uh, All of them? I thought there was just God of War they said that. No, they said anything that had 2018 in the trailer that we showed means early 2018. Um, so I think we're finally going to get dates Spider-Man for Spider-Man. Have... No, Spider-Man did not have a, a date on it, I don't think. But God of okay. War did. Um, Quantic Dreams game. Uh, Detroit's definitely going to be. Detroit. They it did not have 28. Studio. Yeah, that's definitely going to be shown there, and they're, they're yeah. going to have a date. But they didn't have a date in the trailer. David Cage just said it later at the conference, so I think that means that his is not necessarily the first half, but I think we're going to get a, a date from him as well. Yeah. Um, Shadow of the Colossus, we're going to get a date for, because mm-hmm. that one, I mean, it's not like they're creating something from scratch. They're just updating. The, they are creating it from scratch. Well, no, I mean, I mean, they're redoing the textures, but it's not like they have to plan out, all right, what do we want these gameplay levels to be like? What do we want yeah. the combat systems to look I mean, they have to update those things, but it's not like they're... Coming up How with the idea of this game. Do we want? Exactly. Yeah. So that's not going to take as long as a regular game to develop. Mm-hmm. I would also love to see updates on what the fuck does Final Fantasy VII Remake look like? If that even ever comes out. Is it still episodic? Because it's now only yes. under one studio. They kind of reabsorbed all of that back instead of splitting up into multiple studios. Is it... Where the fuck is it? What does the timeline look like on that? I would love to see ah. something on that. We'll see more on, which we'll call it the uh, why is the days gone. Yep, I think we we'll get a date on that too. Mm-hmm. Which would be think... exciting because that a lot of these games have been talked about now for so long, we're due to find out what's happening with them. Yeah. So, I personally think this is stuff they should have told us during E3. I don't know why they held out, but I'm so excited. I want to see what they have to show. Yeah, I think we're probably gonna get a lot of. Well, I think they fucking said seven new games. What does that mean? I don't know it if that's like marketing speak where it's like Xbox is like, we have 21 exclusive titles today, but they're World all like. World premiere exclusive. I know, but like only day. like two of them are actually exclusive to Xbox. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it might I think be they're like going to announce that Crackdown 3 is now coming to PlayStation 4 as well. 
Um, but I think really this will be a dates focus. Like it'll here's all the shit that we've been talking about for a couple years now. Here's when you can play it. It's mm-hmm. coming out, and then there'll be like PSX will be. Hey, here's our updates on yeah. Last of Us Two, on Death Stranding, on things like that that we know aren't coming for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I will have to see. It's actually it's tomorrow, so it is tomorrow morning. Yes, we'll find out pretty soon. Um, do you want to do like a react thing? I wouldn't be able to until Tuesday, like afternoon. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, listeners, look out on a Tuesday afternoon for reacts to. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sony's goddamn. Uh, Sounds good. Yeah. I really have no idea what to expect. I'm really just more hoping to hear from from software. That's yeah. the only thing I'm really pushing for, but we'll see. I think it's about time. Yeah. It's about goddamn time. <laughs> that's all I've got this week. Do you have anything else? No, that's all I got. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. You deserve a pat on the back, so go find your roommate or mom or best friend or soulmate. Tell them, you fucking pat me on the back, because Chad Michael Ennis said to. <laughs> and uh hey if you're listening uh john from long island thank you thanks a lot and if you're listening carol from carol stream illinois they named that city after you that's how great you are i love you all all right see you bye-bye ciao